On behalf of The Real Real, I'm Julie Gilhart, President of Tomorrow Projects and Chief Development Officer of Tomorrow. And I'm Sarah Kozlowski, VP of Program Strategies Education and Sustainability at the CFDA. And we're excited to be co-hosting the CFDA and The Real Real Collaborative Podcast, Circle of Influence. And with us today to talk about regeneration and transformation at the intersection of fashion and culture are our guests, Lucy Brigham, the Chief of Office, United Nations Office for Partnerships. Hello, Lucy. Carrie Bannigan, who is the founder of Conscious Fashion Campaign. And Francois Suchet of Make Fashion Circular Lead, um, the Ellen MacArthur Foundation. Could you, Lucy, uh, um, uh, Carrie, rather, uh, share with us uh, just a, a further introduction to your work uh, with the Conscious Fashion Campaign and, and how it intersects uh, with the work of the Sustainable Development Goals, which, as I understand, just uh, marked its fifth year of adoption uh, by the UN. Absolutely. So the Conscious Fashion Campaign is there to engage the fashion industry to facilitate collective action towards the Sustainable Development Goals. We're supported by the United Nations Office for Partnerships and where we are there to really bridge the gap between the United Nations, the Sustainable Development Goals and the fashion sector. And the reason we drive it through partners and participants of the fashion industry and more so the event sector, um, pre-COVID, these were places where where the leaders, the decision makers, the change makers and the disruptors of the space were convening. They were convening to learn, to be educated and also to transact business with one another. And that was the place we felt that we could really scale and accelerate the message of the sustainable development goals. The fashion industry is an extremely powerful and influential sector. And it's about how do we get these two institutes of the United Nations and the fashion industry to come together and collaborate and see how there's this actual framework that can be unified, not just as a framework for milestones, reporting and so forth, but actually as a language of sustainable development. Sustainability is extremely complex and overwhelming for many, which I'm sure we'll dive into on this conversation. And with the Conscious Fashion Campaign, we really just wanted to raise awareness that this framework exists. There is something there. Use it as a guiding star. Don't use it as the only thing. There are amazing things in the industry, whether there are associations, initiatives, resources, and so forth that Francois will share with us shortly. But we wanted to share that the reality is the fashion industry needs to be on board with the sustainable development agenda, or we are never going to change a whole global sector to drive change for everybody. And that's for people and planet. Lucy and Carrie, uh, would you be able to share just a, a snapshot or any um, takeaways for our listeners um, about all that was, I know there was a lot of programming and that also was the first uh, digital effort uh, for the UNGA. So the United Nations Office for Partnerships, we are part of the UN Secretariat here in New York, and um, and we serve as a trusted platform for connecting the um, outside players, as we know, outside uh, entities, private sector associations like yourselves, um, foundations, um, nonprofits, media, activists, anybody with a voice, commitment, and uh, and a story to tell, positive story to tell. We connect them to uh, the UN uh, relevant programs, entities, and partners, and help them amplify and work together, create collaboration, co-curate collaborations that will help us achieve the goals. 
um, our collaboration with the Conscious Fashion Campaign is a perfect example how together when we combine our our knowledge, expertise, network, um, understanding of realities and um, um, and um, abilities to come up with solutions, how we can really drive a change. For those who uh, who are not fluent in the in the sustainable development goals yet, you know there are so many um, that uh, that are just very closely related and relevant to the industry, the responsible production consumption, the water stewardship, the the climate action, as uh, as Kerry mentioned. Um, uh, there is uh, the issue of gender equality, which is very important as well, and driving the women leadership through the sector and and partnerships. Uh, my very favorite goal, uh, goal number 17. Yes, we had the first ever virtual ANGA, United Nations General Assembly, uh, high segment. It, um, it has been... Um, you know, clearly unprecedented. It's so many things uh, this year. And um, it, you know, despite some some perhaps um, jittery feelings uh, when we were preparing for this, uh, it proved that there is a global interest. There is a drive, not only from the member states, but also from the organizations and all the other stakeholders that I mentioned before, that they understand change needs to happen. And this is um, the, the COVID-19 pandemic should be used in, as opportunity for resetting the, the, our status quo, setting how we do business and turn it into opportunity to really figure out how we can have positive impact with our actions, with our business models, with, with our missions. And the role of that is to really take the high-level conversations that are going on between the world leaders and so forth on advancing the 2030 agenda and how we take it out of the policy sphere and into the public. And we do that through impactful interviews and panel discussions and looking at the overarching of what was coming out of the UN for 75, which was the 75th anniversary, um, the SDG Media Zone, we focused on science solutions and solidarity in how we can action this for a much more healthier, equitable and greener world. And for us, it was all very heavily influenced and emphasized what people were speaking about was climate change and gender equality. And of course, healthcare is crucial. Nobody, everybody is very aware of what is going on with COVID, but we have to ensure that none of the progress to date is ignored or erased. And there's many other things that are coming out and being revealed because of COVID and gender equality climate change and biodiversity are crucial elements that need to continue to be discussed. And you mentioned um, a moment ago about social justice, and then we look to climate justice. And the reality is there is no divide or separation. The environmental health of our planet profoundly affects social justice and human rights. And in one of the sessions um, in the SDG Media Zone, it was entitled, Why Protecting Nature Protects Us. And it was featuring Inga Anderson, who is the UN Environment Programme Executive Director, and Elizabeth Murmur, the Executive Secretary of the UN Convention on Biological Diversity. And they were both urging action now. But something Elizabeth said has literally haunted me since the end of September when this was said. And she said, we are the most dangerous species in global history. 
And that really has stuck with me. And the reality is that's so true. And working in impact and sustainability, we know what we're up against. But I think this time around at um, the UN General Assembly, there was so much sharing and discussion and emphasis around climate change and biodiversity. And then the underarching themes of what that is doing to gender and so forth. And I think echoing what Lucia was saying, this cannot be done alone. And nothing is saying more than anything, especially the call to action, the decade of action, which Lucia can share a bit more about. None of this can progress and we cannot build on COVID-19 recovery without collaboration. Exactly to what uh, both Lucia and Kerry were saying, the, the aspect of collaboration is really key. So the main thing we do is bring together organizations from across the entire fashion industry, ranging from people making the materials, people making the clothes, the brands, the retailers, people collecting it and recycling it and salting it. And by bringing a vast diversity of perspectives and agendas, actually what you do is really create rich and varied solutions. And so with My Fashion Secular, we've, we've done a few things today. The first one was uh, bring together a lot of leading brands like The Gap, H&M, Zara, ASOS, to tell in a unified way to their customers in New York that when they stop using their clothing, they're not waste, they should be collected, they should be resold that there are like plenty of things that can happen to them. It was, I think, the first time that all those brands had their logos one next to another on the public-facing campaign. So that was pretty amazing. And, and really getting people around that idea of collaboration doesn't necessarily mean breaking the rules of competition. It means agreeing on new ground rules that we can then all follow in our own individual ways. And that's what we followed when we did the jeans redesign where we brought together experts from across the fashion industry and the jeans industry and said, okay, if we are to create a pair of jeans that's ready for a circular economy now, what would it look like? What would it look like from a materials perspective? What would it look like from a manufacturing perspective, from a brand perspective and from a collectorist perspective? Created guidelines based on that bringing everyone together. And now we have over 50 companies that are making jeans today that are like fit for those guidelines. And those jeans will start to be on the market. I think by the, by the time this is online, you can check it out. You'll have like some of the brands that have their jeans released. So really like having different understanding of what collaboration means. It can be collaboration in setting those new ground rules. It can be collaboration in understanding what are we aiming for? What's the vision that we aim to achieve? And I think that's a really important part of driving change. Agreeing on what we want to collectively achieve is the first step of collective action because as long as people disagree on what they want to achieve or what they mean or what is most important, then what happens is all the energy goes in different directions, is wasted because it's not like collectively achieving like a movement in the industry. And then you've got collaboration in the delivery where effectively no single companies in any industry, regardless of its fashion or electronics or anything, is big enough to really shift the industry in which it operates because there are so many like actors, the supply chains are so complex that you need to have at least a bit of like weight coming together in order to shift the industry. And that's where like the collaboration the delivery becomes really important. What do you see ahead for the Make Fashion Circular team? So what, what, what we are looking forward to is looking at how can we further support organization in bringing scale to their activities. Because today, what, what really is needed is more scale and more impact. And I think one of the key important factors there is to move from a perspective that exists in the industry today where 
the idea is to be the first to announce something to actually being part of an announcement and differentiating yourself by your level of ambition rather than by being the first in making the announcement. And I think that change of mindset is starting to happen, but needs to happen much faster. Um, and, and the second thing is what, if we really want the transition towards better economics to work at scale, we need the solutions that are created to be desirable and attractive for people. So we need to really design better solution that people will adopt, not because of their values or because they are more sustainable, but because they're simply better and they work. And that requires to involve like creatives, designers, marketers, merchandisers from the industry to really put their amazing brain into designing those solutions. And that's one of the big things we will be working on over the next six to 12 months. Lucy and Carrie, I know just building further off of um, the space of collaboration, uh, wondering if you could add to um, anything that's just been said or about um, some successes that you've seen or uh, some challenges in uh, collaboration, which is not just about uh, embracing uh, questions and navigating towards solutions, but I think also about in that community creating a culture. I love what Francois said. You touch upon so many important things, and I would like to tie it together with the example that uh, Kerry just um, mentally uh, read in my mind. Um, so, yes, collaborations and partnerships are never uh, never easy, but they are so essential, right? There is, we have this, we are here, we are in a business of um, enabling collective power, collective power for change. And that's what you are doing. And I just, I, I would like to highlight or recognize um, the great work you are doing, Francois. And uh, um, on um, on the positive stories, um, there I have a couple. Uh, and um, I will actually start with uh, with something that Carrie Tashapont and it, you know, I wanted to react to, and it's um, the gender equality and uh, women leadership. Um, using the words of the Secretary General, we need to put women in a position of power. And looking at this panel, I can see that you take it seriously. Sarah, you are definitely respecting the gender diversity here, maybe too much. But um, uh, I, uh, I wanted to reflect on uh, one initiative that has been launched by the Deputy Secretary General, um, Ms. Amina Mohammed in April, and uh, it's basically um, an initiative, a platform that mobilizes and re- recognizes women leaders uh, across the global from various sectors that are driving change on COVID, right? There are so many challenges that impacted all sectors and geographies and demographies. And, um, and by simply creating a platform that uh, these voices can aggregate and we can uh, we can join them together and showcasing the leadership of women from the politics from uh, from uh, the, um, the fashion industry from uh, creative industry from the business sector like all these voices that inspire us that uh, that enable us to really see that there are solutions that there are positive stories going on they are so important and uh, I just wanted to say yes absolutely uh, women and leadership um, are very critical to uh, the achieving the uh, sustainable development goals as we just launched uh, this year the decade for action and on the charter uh, the fashion industry charter for climate action it's a perfect example of um, how the UN 
has engaged and mobilized um, the fashion industry, right? It's not about us creating something that works for us, but it works for the industry and works for us and it works for everyone. And I see that Francois is nodding. I'm so glad <laughs> I got this right. And, um, you know, uh, it's it's a such an important platform that uh, brings together actors that would have not necessarily worked um, uh, with the UN, but because it's so um relevantly curated and it provides a value for the sector um, and also helps to, um, as Francois said, it's not about me launching, about one brand launching and saying, I'm doing this first, but it's about who is actually really committed, who is saying that we're going to do that and who is actually delivering on it and how much. And it's a platform that kind of um, provides the transparency and plain level field. And um, just one example that happened in September um, is that, um, um, and Kerry, please uh, chime in here if, if you wish, but uh, we have helped to uh, launch the first ever carbon neutral fiber. So uh, Lensing, the global uh, fiber producer, um, has, has developed uh, as part of their um, mandate to CO2 or commitment to CO2 reduction and also the work within the charter uh, for um, climate action, they have developed this um, uh, the carbon neutral fiber. And um, it's just so exciting and um, um, they have really thought of it carefully and, uh, and we are so proud to be part of the launch. So it's just one example that I wanted to highlight, Kerry. Yeah, just to add to that, I do want to say that Lensing are an incredible SDG 13 climate action champion. And what they're doing, just to expand on what Lucia is saying, they're now bringing to market the very first carbon zero branded with Tencel, Lyocell and Modal fibers. And what that's going to do, it's going to contribute to lower carbon emissions and energy consumption across the supply chain. So what you look at what they're doing with the fiber, it then is going to actually affect energy reduction, renewable energies, new technology and supplier engagement that then ties it all back into collaboration. And it's incredible to see this work that they're doing. If you could each share you know, one or two um, you know, need to knows and, and, and what you will keep in mind as you compass and navigate forward on that path to transformation. I can say a quick snapshot. I would just say really um, regeneration and transformation is going to be driven by collaborative efforts and that's what we're going to see to shape renewal of the fashion industry and I think we need to remember to get educated on issues locally, nationally and globally. We need to learn what needs to be done but we also need to ask ourselves when we're educated, what do we then do with that education and how do we take action? And one thing I remind myself daily, do not get complacent. And nobody can ever think that sustainable development is nothing to do with them and it doesn't affect them. Because just as the COVID-19 pandemic has shown us, if we continue to ignore the world's needs, the world will stop us in our tracks. Thank you, Carrie. Francois? I think for, for me, it's like keeping, keeping, staying quite focused on what we're trying to achieve on, on that vision we have with, with Mac Fashion Secular, where we want a fashion industry where clothing is used more. It's made to be made again. It's made from safe renewable materials and really driving change towards that agenda and, um, and bringing together the, the people who want to do that and sharing the journey. Perfectly said. Thank you. And Lucy. Um. I would like to um, 
I think that what what is important is to um, embrace the uh, the principle of um, authenticity, to be more authentic um, and conscious of your actions, right? Um, the impact of your actions, and I think that uh, as we um, as we are as we are planning and looking forward to the future, um, we need to indeed uh, stay focused, but also uh, not be not be scared to reach out to others and it can be competitors to really build up coalitions, to look for the opportunities that we can find to work together to have the, the transformative, large impact scale that is needed to get us where we need to be, to preserve the planet and the people and prosperity. Thank you. I wish so much we had more time because this conversation, I, I learned so much from each of you. And I want to say, Lucy, Francois, Carrie, thank you for sharing uh, so much with us uh, to our listeners. And thank you all for joining Circle of Influence today. Circle of Influence podcast is co-hosted by Julie Gohart and me, Sarah Kozlowski, and produced by Hangar Studios. If you like what you're hearing, rate and review. It helps other listeners to find us. And of course, thank you so much for listening. 